The following is a presentation of FCB Faith. What just happened? It's just one of them days. Will you stop doing the nay nay and listen up? It's DJ Ronnie Knight. Well, okay, here, here's a great one. I got tons of them. So, um, uh, will you explain the new earth and and the new heaven and earth that God is planning? So, get get the picture of God having originally created this perfect universe, this heavens and the earth, um, but they've been contaminated because of the fall of Lucifer and the and the angels mm-hmm. and our sin. And so God is saying, I'm going to create a new heaven, a new earth. You see in Second Peter talks about he's just as he destroyed the world once by fire. He's going to, if you will, purge the heavens and the earth um, and then recreate them. And so from that point on, there will never again be any sin allowed in God's creation. Mm. And so I look at it as a purification that he's, he makes all he's going to make all things new. And so the heavens and the earth that have been contaminated by sin, which will be purged and glorified and changed, and then we get to enjoy that forever. Now, you say he destroyed the earth by fire or by water? Uh, in Second Peter okay. chapter okay. 2, when, when they're mocking the saints about, you keep talking about the second coming, when's it going to happen? And so Peter tells us it's only because of God's patience and mm-hmm. grace that he's giving us time. Because to he who is eternal, a thousand years is like right, rain. fifteen minutes. And so, <laughs> but he said the time will come that he is going to return, and he's going to uh, purge these elements. Uh, he destroyed the world by fire the first time, uh, but this time he's going to destroy the heavens and the earth and purge them uh, as part of his second coming and his well after the millennial kingdom, so that there will never be any more sin. Remember, during the millennial kingdom, sinners are still being born. Mm-hmm. And so after that final last rebellion, God will make this purging and there'll never be any more sin in his creation. Well, have to look forward to. That's Second <laughs> Peter chapter 3 is what I was referring to. Thank you. So my Aunt Anne from Nashville, hey, Anne, I have to give you a shout out. <laughs> She asked, um, what does the four winds of the Bible mean? That's just God's way of of saying um, from all directions, north, south, east, and west, he's going to be moving by his spirit to bring something to to pass. The same word for wind, breath, spirit, it's the same word. We We translate it differently based on the context. And so sometimes when he talks about the four winds, he's just simply saying from, from all directions on the earth, I'm going to be causing something to happen. Ah, so we happy to hear that. Uh, I, you're listening to the Ronnie Knight Show, and I am interviewing my pastor, Pastor Ron Morrison from Hope Alliance Bible Church. Make sure you log on to our website, HopeAllianceBibleChurch.org. Okay, so uh, Anne had another question. Uh, was Jesus initially coming for Israel or for everyone? I got asked that question uh, <laughs> just recently. I was talking to a, a Hebrew Israelite. Okay. The, the answer to that 
and, and it may sound like I'm saying yes to both because technically I am. Um, recall that God's plan in raising up the nation of Israel through Abraham and his descendants was to be a messenger nation to the rest of the world. And in, mm-hmm. and in their salvation, all the other nations, Gentiles is another word for nations, um, they would have been used by God to draw others to come to know him. So had Israel acknowledged that Jesus Christ was their king, he could have set up his kingdom then. But the God who was sovereign, obviously he knew from the beginning that there was going to be this rejection, but the offer itself was still legitimate. Uh, you and I both mm-hmm. know people, and we know their character, and we know ahead of time, you know, I can offer him this, but I know he's going to say yes, or I know he's going to say no, because mm-hmm. I know his character. Mm-hmm. And so there was a legitimate offer to Israel. John the Baptist started saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is near, yes. the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but they wouldn't do it. And so that aspect of the kingdom was was delayed, but God already mm-hmm. knew that part of his plan during Israel's rejection of him was that he would raise up the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they would draw men, women, boys, and girls to him, and then he would come back and finish everything that he promised to do through through Israel. Mm. Some of that's found throughout the Bible, but there's a section in Acts chapter 15 that would also point that out. Mm, okay, so I, I was I was I was mostly right on that. <laughs> uh, we were he and I came to the conclusion. That it was both. Yeah. You know, um, I have a question here and I and I don't know where I got it from. It says, what is acceptable sin? (laughs) And I may, you know, maybe I got it because when you're preaching or one of you guys are preaching, I write down a lot of stuff. So Uh, on the one hand, there is no acceptable sin. The wages of sin is death. Every sin that's committed thought word or deed has to be punished by death to satisfy the holiness of God. So on that on that hand, there is no acceptable sin. Um, some people bring that up because there were some sins, particularly in the Old Testament, that warranted capital punishment, whereas others you could bring an offering and repent and be forgiven. And so that uh, may be why some people think there are some. acceptable sins. They'll say things like, okay, well, gossip's a sin, but that's acceptable because everybody doesn't know about that. <laughs> or or um, I lusted with my eyes, but nobody knows I did that, so mm-hmm. that's acceptable. No, you're missing the point. All sin is 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 worthy of death in the sight of a, of a holy God. So we don't want to yeah. practice these socially acceptable sins, if you will, because God is not is not pleased with them. Uh, Christ had perfect. to die for them. Perfect, perfect. Again, I, I got tons of questions, so I'm just trying to get them all out, and they're in random, no certain order. Um, will you share the irony of Barabbas and Jesus in Matthew twenty-seven, seventeen, and eighteen? So, the word "bar" in, in the Bible in Jewish language means "son of," and "Abba" is another word for father. And so his very name, Barabbas, means son of the father. And so the irony is, here's here's this insurrectionist who's determined to overthrow the the bad guy Romans, and he wants to deliver the people. And his name is 
Barabbas, son of the father. And some historians say literally his first name just also happened to be Jesus. And so the irony is here is Barabbas uh, about to be executed for his crimes against society. And here's the custom of saying, well, we'll release one prisoner uh, for this this holiday season. Mm -hmm. So which one of these men do you want me to release to you? Here's Jesus Barabbas, son of the father. And here's this other Jesus who says he's the son of the father and he's the Messiah. (laughs) Well, which one do you want? Yes. And the irony is most people to this day still choose the wrong one. Yes. They they don't want God's method. They don't want God's way. Give me this guy who's going to fight the way I want to fight and, mm-hmm. and and just overthrow instead of realizing how God is at work to save the Jews and the Romans, those who are empowered and those who are oppressed. Um, but they don't want that. They just want, we want to be on top to treat them like they treated us when they were on top. And so Jesus literally took Barabbas's place uh, on the cross from that human perspective. Mm-hmm. But from the divine perspective, we knew from the foundation of the world, nothing was going to stop him from getting on that cross to die for us. Man. Always, uh, that's always interesting. Because um, the more I studied, I, I found out his, that I'm believing his name was Jesus Barabbas. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, then you have Jesus, the real son of God. Yeah. And they, they go for the phony guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of these things uh, you hear us mentioning, you, you would find them in some good, good history books. There are some good history books that record some events that took place during that day. They're not inspired scripture. People always ask about these other writings. Well, people write all the time. Mm-hmm. People record news all the time. Doesn't mean it was divinely inspired by God, but that also doesn't mean it's totally inaccurate. It's so you do find some some good history that may help you understand the context uh, for what you're reading in the Bible. So, I mean, okay, so let's talk about the Apocrypha. You know, what, what you know, is it, is that usable or no? Um, and, and, can you, and I'm sorry, can you explain what the Apocrypha is? Because you and I are like, we were smiling yeah, and, and you know what I'm, you know. So, but. If, so if you're raised Catholic, you'll, you'll see some other books in your Bible off the top of my head, I want to say maybe 14 books, some things that were written in what we call the intertestamental period between the end of the Old Testament and when oh, John the Baptist the came form. on the scene to be the first prophet of the New Testament time. So there is some some good history in some of those books, but there's a lot of unfactual, unbiblical mm-hmm. evidence in those books. Um so the reason you don't see them in our Bibles, um, there are a few reasons. One, you see Jesus and the apostles never quoted from them, never said they were divinely inspired. And two, there's many things in those writings that contradict things that are in the Old Testament or the New Testament, and the Holy Spirit is not going to contradict himself. Yes. And so that's why those books were not, didn't meet the Canada. test of being biblically accurate and included in what we have before us today. Not saying there's not some interesting history in there, but there's some things that are just flat out wrong. Oh, 
uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I I wanted to. Um, that was for me too. Um, I I was totally against it, but that was a dogmatic belief, not necessarily any real biblical um, knowledge of why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that they weren't canonized and yep. they weren't in the sixty six. So that was good enough for me. <laughs> um, um, here, here's a question. Um, I think many saints and and obviously people who who are outside of the body of Christ um, would ask, um, how can an all knowing God not know his own return? The FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.